Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Happy Friday, Dr. Paul. Great to be with you. Very good. Well, today's an interesting day. There's lots of things going on, uh, especially when you're dealing with the government and the election coming up. A lot of fibbing and distortion of the facts. And, of course, I believe the government has always distorted the facts. And, uh, you know, they've been doing that for a long time. So when the government makes an announcement, I, I, I didn't believe them. And as the years went on, it was more and more percentages that I didn't believe. And I, I thought I was alone. But as time went along, there were more and more people. And then it was, it was just the radical, the people, uh, the anarchists. They were the ones who were saying, you, you don't believe the government. We did have a lot of people believe the government when it came to the danger of COVID. But after the lockdown, people started changing their mind. There are more doubts than ever before. And certainly there's a, a doubt about what's happening in the economy because uh, there, there's something sort of uh, distorted in, in the statistics that we get. But uh, I, I think that uh, people are starting to wake up. And I actually think the Wall Street people who are not in the planning know that. It's not like they're stupid, but they know and what their job is is just to factor that in, another factor. And that is what will that do to the markets when they make announcements? But anyway, that causes chaos because we don't hear the straight story. Uh, there's more people now than ever that don't believe the government. Uh, the uh, FBI and the CIA have discredited themselves. So it's really tough. And I really think that uh, uh, it, it would be rough trying to be a financial advisor. I never felt comfortable with the professional financial advisor. And it's not that I was ever a genius of uh, investing, but I was always cautious. And I thought uh, things were important to watch. And I did that ever since 1971, when that was really the enlightenment for me on finances because that was anticipated and it came just as was predicted and it's been trouble ever since and that was the uh you, you know the closing of the gold winner the complete severance of gold from the dollar and it was very very chaotic in the 70s and we've limped along since then but the problem <clears throat> really was just stored and the balloon was built bigger and bigger so uh the longer they keep a bubble going the worse it's going to be so right now more people than ever are concerned about what's happening, you know, in, in the marketplace. And there's more people looking to, what do you do about it? And I notice that, uh, you know, there are a lot of people advertising on TV. Well, you ought to look to gold, you look to gold. Well, uh, that's this is one of the reasons I partner with Birch Gold Group is because they've been in the business a long time and they look at us from an investment view, investment point of view, as as well as a political point of view, and uh, they they talk about providing you know safety. So th this is this is one important reason that I do work with uh, Birch, and uh, you can get some information from Birch to find out a little bit more about their company. Uh, because uh, they have some information they'll send you for free. And that's important because knowledge is important. If you're making your personal decision, it always helps. So all you have to do if you're interested in getting some of this information from Birch Gold is you, uh, you, so go, uh, you text RON, 
989898. That's not too complicated. And uh, they will send you material. There will not be a charge with that. But that might give you some additional information or might introduce you to some information that you might want to look at uh, for further investment. But it is very important. So once again, if you're looking for more information from Birch Gold, the company that I endorse, you go to uh, Ron 989898. Very good and nice to be with you today because today with Chris, we're going to be talking about all that mild problem we have at our borders. But what we really want to concentrate on is the confession, the confession by, you know, Adams, the mayor of New York City. It's unbelievable. It's a wreck. It's gone bankrupt. What are we going to do? Oh, but we found out whose fault it was. Uh, the mayor was very specific. He said, we wouldn't have this trouble if it hadn't been for the governor of Texas. He sent up some of his uh, illegal immigrants. How dare he do that? Make the point. Don't you know that we are a sanctuary city and we want to run it nice and clean and calm? We don't want too many. We just want the right number in order to make a political point that we should have more charity and we should have more humanitarianism. And suddenly uh, the tune has changed. And uh, it was doomed to change. I think most people realize that any time you take a substance or a position or a debt benefit and you subsidize it, guess what? You get more of it uh, because it's free in a way, temporarily that is. So uh, this, is, this is what happened. They made all this immigration problems, you know, the social problems, the legal problems and everything else. Even the punishment of American citizens, American taxpayers, property owners, it will punish them. And, let, and they will open up the doors and show the world how generous the people who run the sanctuary cities are. And quite frankly, they did it all at the sacrifice of liberty. And it turns out that even they who are running these cities are realizing, well... The policy doesn't seem to be working, but they don't admit it and say, well, it's because we messed around and took away their liberty and all of a sudden opened up the door, stole from one group of productive Americans and gave it to these people who come in illegally. And that was a new changed method because certainly in our early history, uh, immigrants came. It was an immigrant nation, but they did it with a couple rules and regulations. They had to come and have somebody sponsor them and they had to have a job and they had to be responsible. Today, they're encouraged to come to make this political statement and show how wonderful they are at the expense of the American taxpayer. And the the American people have been getting disgusted for a good many years and they are very disgusted. But this is a telltale sign that something big has broken. And that is the people who are running these cities and destroyed their cities and undermined liberty as a principle, uh, they are starting to wake up. But unfortunately, they're not willing to say, oh, it was a bad idea. We shouldn't have done that. We should have done A, B, C, and somebody else did this. They just didn't give us enough money. We just needed a better, a better city manager, that, that sort of thing. But I tell you what, though, I think it's a lot bigger than that. And I think if they're not careful, they're going to have the country looking like our borders, just a total breakdown of law and order, just as our inner cities have already done. Chris. Right, Dr. Paul. And uh, I'll be honest, when I was listening and watching Mayor Adams, 
I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes or my ears because, and I was thinking, what, what are those people that are sitting behind him thinking? Because he was as blunt as you can be talking about how it's destroying the city, the city we knew we're about to lose. And if only people would realize, you know, if this applies to the city, it applies to the country at large, you know? And, you know, the snarky part of me was thinking, well, does this mean that Democrats are xenophobic and racist? No, of course not. You know, they sling those words around, you know, to, about people in Texas and Florida without even thinking it through. But no, it doesn't mean that anybody is xenophobic or racist in Florida or New York or Texas or New York. You know, because it's economic reality. Adams is complaining, we have to feed and clothe and house and educate these people. Yeah, this is not cost free. You can't just let people walk in. You don't have a country if anybody could just walk in because there is a cost to it. And, you know, they're, they're just trying to pass the cost off. But they're finding out that the cost is very, very real. You know, it's very easy to virtue signal. And if there's one thing about leftists in general, they virtue signal all the time. But when reality hits, you know, the virtue signaling goes out the door and now they have to deal with it. Very good. And I'm going to quote him literally on the points that you were making because they're so important and it demonstrates this change of attitudes all of a sudden. And I keep wondering, is it, are they able to do this because they're totally naive or totally ignorant or totally confused? Uh, has it, is it a result of false education or is it all politics? And even some see this as globalists because that there are some who think this is the movement to destroy any, uh, any thing left of capitalism and freedom and turn this into a global empire and that will prevent all these breakdowns because there's so, there are some imperfections in uh, what they were doing and they're starting to admit. But, they, but if they don't listen, if they don't wake up or if the people who object to it don't wake up and take them out of office, you know, it's, it's not going to do any good. As far as I'm concerned, it has all to do uh, with, uh, with ideas. And uh, the, the one headline said, idealism collides with uh, realism. Well, yes, they have ideas. There's no doubt about it. But they're wrong. They're idiotic at times. And, 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 you know, this whole thing, you can do all this. It's because, just because uh, people worry about inflation, uh, we're not going to give up on this idea that you can't allow the market to determine value. And we can't allow the market to rule out uh, the fiat currencies. And they go on and on. So it's the ideas that count is right. But unfortunately, uh, the uh, educational system in the past 50, 60, 70 years has all been a progressive type of education that, uh, it, that teaches people that interventionism and planning, that's the humanitarian thing to go. A lot of people go along with that. A lot of people followed COVID lockdown because they believed they were doing a patriotic thing to take care of people, not infect their family and all this. But it's ideas that count, but we've got to sort it out and find out which ideas are based on truth and, and consequences or whether it's because somebody uses it to promote their system of government. But qu quickly on a little, uh, a little quote on the subject that Chris has already mentioned. <clears throat> he said, we turned the city around, that's when he became mayor, in 20 months. And then 
what happened started was a madman down in Texas. <laughs> when I read that, I thought, they're going to talk about me. They're going to talk about me. No, they didn't go after me. That madman down in Texas decided he wanted to bust people to up to New York City. The city already was under pressure of issues, and here those Texans were sending us more. I think their ideas had not straightened out. They were just demagoguing there. <clears throat> and <clears throat> this is another thing, and this has to do with the money and paying for it and the inflation, because you couldn't even do it even if you didn't if you didn't have the inflation of the money supply. We have to feed, clothe, house, educate the children, and their laundry, wash their laundry sheets. Give them everything they need, health care. And that's true. At the same time, you know, it's been pointed out where veterans aren't getting as proper care and, and other people. If you're an American citizen, I heard of a case where somebody pretended they were an illegal alien so they could get in the front of the line. That is utterly ridiculous, but it, it's what happens when idiots take over the government and start saying, I can plan everything. I know what's best for everybody, and that will make them safe and secure because we will do it for humanitarian reason. That's a farce, and that farce has to be exposed. Excellent, Dr. Paul, yes. Uh, you know, in a free society, and we're very far away from that, unfortunately, immigration <laughs> would be a matter of property rights, private property rights. You know, As a property owner, you could invite someone just like into your house, onto your property to live, to work, and uh, that owner would bear the cost, or you know, the cost would be voluntarily chosen, and the person would bear it. Uh, Dr. Paul mentioned that uh, you used to have a have a sponsor, you know, when you come here. My grandparents are a perfect example, and they came from Europe. They had to have a sponsor. They had to have a job and prove all these things because somebody has to bear the cost of this of someone coming in. Today, that's you just walk in, and <coughs> who's bearing the cost? They say, oh, well, we'll all bear the cost. No, we can't, you know, first off, we're not agreeing to it. And second off, it's, you know, look at how the cost skyrockets. And he's, he's complaining. We have to feed and house and this and that and educate, you know. But that's how our government operates today. It's the same thing with uh, Ukraine. You know, you, you go fight Russia, go fight Russia. And they're dying by the <coughs> hundreds of thousands, uh, uh, Colonel McGregor says. And who's going to bear the cost? First off, the Ukrainians, they're dying. But we're bearing the costs. And another billion was sent, you know, the other day. And they don't care whether we like it or not. This is, you know, this is how our government thinks of us. They're going to do what they want. We're going to bear the cost, whether we like it or not. And, you know, obviously this reaches a boiling point. This is impossible to sustain. And we're just seeing all these different aspects. And, uh, you know, the migrant crisis is a major one. And it's obviously now affecting the cities. Very good. You know, they... Um they claim it's up to the government to make us safe and secure, and they're not doing a very good job because the first thing they've been doing for many years, and they have their ups and downs on the efforts, is, is get rid of the right to own a gun. But indirectly, they're still achieving a lot of that because we hear of cases where hoodlums come in and they do it openly. It's, it's not like they have to come at dark at night and hide and, and steal. They come in and the light of day, break up everything, there'll be a gang of them, police uh, nowhere to be found. If they are, they're standing off, off of a guard for it. But then if they're taken to court, some of these guys and people are arrested three, four, five times a day. 
into release because, uh, you know, this uh, humanitarian approach is, oh, well, you can't lock people up. How are they ever going to get ahead? So it, it's, uh, it's really idiocy when, when it comes to that. So I think that uh, if we had a better understanding of the Second Amendment, we wouldn't punish people who defend their own property. Uh, I think that, pro that problem in Texas ha is there, but it, 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 it was well known in Texas that, uh, you know, nobody robbed uh, anybody in the rural areas because everybody knew they had a gun and everybody knew there was a law that said that if you're in somebody else's house and you were uninvited, that uh, you're not going to be held if you defend yourself. But that, that is the problem. They can't even, not only do they steal the property from you, the property you have, you're not allowed to even defend it. So that, that is a far cry from the Constitution. It's a far cry from the responsibilities that should be the people's responsibility in a free society. You know, some people say, well, Ron, this is crazy because in a libertarian society, you'd have open borders and you'd have chaos on the borders and you'd have all this stuff. Well, that's not true because we have that and we had all the authoritarianism possible and the people have been told that they don't own property, they don't own the schools and they're not responsible uh, for themselves. But they, they uh, will uh, at, at times, you know, look to the government, <clears throat> overly so, and say that the government will take, take care of us and that's where the real problem is, is dependency on making people safe. You know, it is a simple principle. A lot of people believe the very first uh, uh, job for the federal government is to keep us safe. Well, that's, that's a bit of a half-truth and a mixed truth because it isn't. Because if, if, they want, if I live out in the country and I have 10 acres of land and I have a house and it's rather, rather rural, uh, well, how are they going to make me personally safe? Are they going to send a policeman at my door? But that's what happens when they're trying to make you safe from everything. They have a bureaucrat at your door checking everything out and uh, destroying your liberty. But the, then who becomes the person and the group that's more likely to take away your liberty and make you less safe? Well, an IRS agent, an FBI agent, the military, the industrial complex, they're the people that come in. Instead of accepting the notion that in a free society, including this uh, difficulty dealing with immigration, that everything should be voluntary, there should be no violation of property rights. And today, you know, we see stories coming in because it's getting bad, and the bureaucrats who want help, they're not open. They say, you know, I just allowed six more immigrants into my house, and I have to care of them, and I'd like you to take care of some. But they do say that. They, they, they offer that out. Why don't you take care of a few of these immigrants and just take them into your homes? So, but it will come because that was a, one of the basic principles of authoritarianism, Marxism, and the rest is that people who had houses had to share them. And if they didn't do it voluntarily, they did it with a gun from the government and they would decide. And then they would destroy the people who produced the, uh, the great things of society at, the, at their expense, they take it from them in order to give it to people who have been taught, I have a right to this. They do. The, the recipients believe that they have a right to what they need or want, uh, and, uh, and that's quite a bit different than the right to be left alone. Chris. Fantastic, Dr. Paul. I will finish up with my closing thoughts. 
uh, why, if this is so insane and makes no sense, why would our government do this? Why would they just let anybody in? And there, yeah, there are political reasons. You know, the left, if if they virtue signal enough and show, and uh, at least say how compassionate they are, it'll give votes, and that's part of it, I'm sure. But there, I think it's even bigger than that. You know, we we've gotten a taste, uh, especially after with COVID, uh, that there are globalists, and Dr. Paul mentioned them before. They, you know, that uh, and they have their reasons. You know, we're, we're expected to someday be global citizens. This national stuff, uh, you know, is, is antiquated for them. And so in order, but in order to do that, you got to change the makeup of the nation because this was, uh, this is America. There still is that spirit of liberty here as weakened as it has become. We still value the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, especially. Uh, so how do you change a nation? You know, they, they look at it as a, as a game board. You know, they have this nation, this nation. But you have these Americans, these pesky Americans, who they want freedom of speech, they want their guns. You know, how do you change that? Well, if you let all these people in, that changes the makeup of the nation, you know? And we don't worry about this stuff day to day, about globalists and this and that. We go about our stuff, but they worry about it. They're very serious, and they're not shy. You know, they used to hang in the shadows. They're not shy. They tell us about what's uh, what they're planning for us. This great resets and and uh, you know and how we're going to own nothing and be so happy. You know they're serious. Uh, they're they're delusional, but they're serious. You know. So even though we don't worry about this in our day to day life, we have to cling to that First Amendment with our dear lives and our, and that Second Amendment. Boy, do they hate. We are armed to the teeth in this country. I just saw that uh, two million guns were bought last month, and it's the 49th straight month that uh, over a million guns are purchased. So they hate that because imagine if we didn't have that, they could steamroll us in two seconds, we'd be done. So thank goodness for the first and second amendment, we, we better hold on to them for our dear lives and that can uh, you know, maybe hold these globalists at bay. Very good. It's always boils down to the question, who's gonna get blamed for the problems? And right now we see it. The mayor says it's uh, the governor of Texas that causes all these problems in New York City. And uh, it's, it's going back and forth, but I, I think that um, truth wins out on this. I think, you know, looking at this, people, people are very, very frightened. And when they read about how much worse it's getting on a daily basis, they get more and more frightened. And uh, yet I get a sense that this is not the worst thing in the world to show complete failure of authoritarianism and dictatorship and a rejection of the principles of liberty. That's good. And uh, the big thing is, is will it wake up people? And I think that, that it, it, it very much can do it, but it takes people to, you know, get the message out. And, you, and instead of accepting these ideas and the argument that the very people who created this, we want them to solve the problem. That won't work. You've got to reject the notion that the, the authoritarians who want to take care of us from cradle to grave and manipulate the currency of the world and have an empire that we will manipulate. It won't work, it's not working. The seeds have been planted already for that. And that, you know, the immigration, I said that, uh, you know, it wasn't a surprise to us that we have these crises at the border. But the seeds were planted over the last decade even or more. And there have been some very good people pointing it out. This is not going to work because we think we have endless wealth and we'll be able to take care of everybody. It turns out in order to 
you know, uh, call off this, uh, you know, to pr take care of this fraud. They had to cheat the people who are working out of their wealth and their liberties and give it to people who see themselves and they have a natural right to take whatever they want and they should never be punished. That has to be reversed or we can't save it. But I'll tell you what, I think the seeds have been planted. The seeds of liberty have planted. There is a remnant out there. I think the remnant is bigger now than it was, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. There's a lot of people thinking about this, but they don't always get heard because uh, the people who disapprove of hearing the truth, they oftentimes predict, uh, you, you know, uh, hide it. Just think of all the time and the trouble that the violation of the First Amendment has occurred uh, with all the information that came out with, uh, with COVID. And, uh, <clears throat> but it, it, they can't stop it. They can't stop it. An, an idea that his time has come cannot be stopped by armies. They're too powerful. It's hard. Limp along. It'll be ups and downs. But I believe very sincerely that what we're seeing today is a wake-up call, and people ought to wake up and find out more about what liberty is all about and what they can do to help preserve liberty for all of us. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.